Good evening. Welcome to the podcast. I decided to do an extra podcast tonight because the CDC later decided to say that we need we need a mask. Even vaccinated people need a mask. So, and also, quote unquote, January insurrection. According to some people, not all. And we have a lot on the agenda of the January 6th agenda. And I have a lot on the masking, what I have to say about it. So, today is Tuesday when this is podcast is out. Welcome to the podcast. Let's get to our sponsors first. And we'll be getting to the podcast. Yes. because I hadn't been able to see my grandchildren. I can't wait to get back to field trip for my school. Not having to think about putting on a mask. I really can't wait to get back to life, really. I miss all my friends. I miss taking pictures at school. An expression on someone's face when you do something nice for them. COVID-19 vaccines are available. And they're the first step to safely getting back to things we miss most. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. My grandfather was a case in that study. He worked as a firefighter where the Tuskegee Airmen trained. He and I were phenomenally close. The syphilis study happened for 40 years. Penicillin was found to be the most effective treatment, but the men were denied the treatment. Interestingly enough, I've had someone tell me that they were concerned about getting the vaccine because of the syphilis study. I always, you know, try to educate or provide some information about what happened. But then I said, you're talking about something that happened to my family. And I've taken both of my vaccines. I'm doing this for them. Health is greater than health. And it's really up to us to take ownership of our health and the story. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Pray, please pray, continue praying for America to be opened. God bless America. God bless everybody. Have a wonderful week. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The CDC announced today, um, basically... The Center of Disease Control. I'm going to go to their website right now, actually. Because they they tell us one thing and then another thing. You know who, who the CDC is ran by, ladies and gentlemen. Because Dr. Fauci 
is running the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's really scary who's running this country. Um, and it's not funny. It's really ridiculous. Dr. Fauci, it's ridiculous. All right, let's get the latest from the quote unquote CDC. Trying to find it. Hold on. Here we go. The CDC recommends since the uh no. Let's do from ABC. C CDC changes their course on the indoor masks in some parts of the U.S. Here we go. on those travel restrictions as the Delta variant spreads. ABC's transportation correspondent, Gio Benitez, is at Newark Airport with what you need to know before you book a trip. Good morning, Gio. Hey, Michael, good morning to you. The White House now says it is keeping travel restrictions in place for international travelers. Now, here's what that all means. For non-U.S. citizens who live in the U.K., most of Europe, China, India, South Africa, Iran, or Brazil, they cannot come into the country. Now, travel industry groups we've spoken to want the U.S. to reopen to international travelers. The U.S. Travel Association saying we respectfully urge the Biden administration to revisit its decision in the very near term and begin reopening international travel to vaccinated individuals. Now, they're pointing countries that have opened up to vaccinated Americans. Most of Europe is open, along with the Caribbean, Central America, and parts of South America, but some countries are not. For example, Americans still cannot travel to Argentina, Chile, Australia, or even our neighbor, Canada. Canada says it'll open to vaccinated Americans next month. At the end of the day, before booking that trip, you're going to have to look up each country individually and see which restrictions they have in place for Americans, Michael. And Gio, back here at home, there's still a concern at some airports over a jet fuel shortage. Yeah, that's right. Officials, Michael, in Nevada, they're warning now of about a possible jet fuel shortage in the next few days. Now, we saw some flights affected over the weekend, but the airlines tell us they are preparing just in case. All right, Gio, as he said, do your homework before you travel. <laughs> So, they didn't say anything about mask changing, but the story about mask requirements in the United States had many twists and turns since the early days of the pandemic, when U.S. Surgeon General uh, urged Americans stop buying masks, since the government public health leaders have urged to wear ma face masks, even when walking around our neighborhoods alone, told us to keep wearing masks. 
them even after receiving the protection of the vac- effect of the va- that vaccine. <clears throat> it wasn't until May the CDC um, told fully vaccinated Americans that they could be exempt from the mask. And then the state of the California, nearly all masks requirements. The state of the California followed the suit rules, went on to effect, into effect when the economy reopened on June 15th. Now, as highly transmissible, the Delta variant causes coronavirus. Cases to spike across the nation. You know why? Because of the immigration system. Thank you to Biden. The latest immigration system is coming into our country. They're not testing or vaccinating. Ladies and gentlemen. No one is getting the um, the reason why we're having this spike of COVID. Is because our Illegal immigrants in our country. There's a reason why. Next. Um, The Delta variant spike across the nation. Indoor mask mandates are back in LA County. Regardless of vaccination status. And the CDC has updated its guidance as well. Today. The agency advised that the Vaccinated people returned to wearing masks indoors in parts of the U.S. where the virus is surging. On a brief timeline of the U.S. where the virus is surging. It was a brief timeline official rules guidance regarding face masks. It was all 2020. And then 2021. And then, today, L.A. and St. Louis, then schools, but it's ridiculous. It's just another way for the government to control everybody. The government is controlling our kids by wearing masks, by not by not having them by not having them by not having them to be able to speak up. Nothing. They want to have a lockdown. They want if they if people don't listen. The consequence is locking down. And if it's too much of a surge, America, they're warning America. All these states will be locked down. Except this person. This wonderful person named, you guessed it. You know who, ladies and gentlemen. It's... A great guy named Ron DeSantis.
and Ron DeSantis is the great guy. He hold on. So here's the latest from Ron DeSantis. Here if anyone is well, look, sorry, if anyone is you're not getting that done in. Well, look, so if anyone is calling for lockdowns, you're not getting that done in Florida. I'm going to protect people's livelihoods. I'm going to protect kids' right to go to school. I'm going to protect people's right to run their small businesses. Uh, we have a situation where we have three vaccines that have been widely available for months and months now. And people need to make decisions uh, what's best for them. But to have the government come in and lock anyone down or restrict anybody is totally unacceptable. And it's easy to advocate that because it doesn't affect them. Uh, it does affect the people in this state. So we're going to lift people up. We're not locking people down. And we're going to make sure that folks are able uh, to exercise their, their decision-making, that what's best for them. And I think millions of Floridians have obviously done that uh, for the last year and a half. And so we want to continue to support their effort. So, yeah, it's wonderful that Ron DeSantis is stepping up for his state, and he should be. Everyone should be. Everyone should be. Because it's really ridiculous. Meanwhile, construction was underway earlier today to turn Black Lives Matter Plaza in Washington, D.C., into a permanent installation, installation roadwork is slated to go th through October. Now, who's paying for this? Who's paying for this? It's my question. Jeez. Ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, can we have better stuff to do? It's ridiculous. Next, let's speak about the next topic. I got a lot on this topic. Remember Jim Jordan? We spoke about in yesterday's show. Jim Jordan was not allowed in the um, in the quote unquote insurrection in yesterday in today's um, in yesterday in today's kangaroo um, hearing, and he was really upset about it. So, here's Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff began to fake cry today during his quote-unquote hearing. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. It's really, really ridiculous. 
what they had to say. It's the side of America that I say yes, this is America. The person that's talking isn't Adam Schiff, it's a cop. Now, why did they have cops? Why did they have cops? Because why don't they have real people that come down and actually have people and have Jim Jordan, all these other real Republicans and other people that have real questions. Of course not they're going they're not going to and they're never gonna allow it. Because they want to get rid of Donald Trump. Let's talk about um this. America, this is the side that I like and the, the side that I acknowledge, so officer, well, thank you. Um I believe in this country, and I believe in it because of people like you uh, who understand what the flag means and what our Constitution means and risk their lives to defend it. I'd like to think, uh, uh, as Amanda Gorman so eloquently said, uh, that we're not broken, we're just unfinished. Because if we're no longer committed to a peaceful transfer of power after our elections, uh, if our side doesn't win, then God help us. If we deem elections illegitimate merely because they didn't go our way, rather than trying to do better the next time, then God help us. And if we're so driven by bigotry and hate that we attack our fellow citizens as traitors, if they're born in another country or they don't look like us, God help us. Quote, unquote. Yeah. He, he's a ridiculous guy. It's ridiculous, folks. Really ridiculous. The Olympics were terrible. Terrible. Team USA is screwing up every time you turn around. First, the women's soccer team, they got beat bad 3-0 uh, to Sweden. That shouldn't have happened. I can't tell if Simone Biles had a headache or she quit or something's going on, but she seems to be out of it. Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, uh, she lost real bad. And our basketball team, basketball, we never lose. We lost to France. We lost to France. I have a theory that a lot of this is related to all the woke nonsense that so many of these athletes are consumed by lately. And President Trump, in a weird way, predicted it. Wokeism makes you lose, ruins your mind, and ruins you as a person. You become warped, you become demented. You become warped, you become demented. And you know what? I'm going to demonstrate that right now. Gwen Berry, a couple years ago, was happy. She was uh, throwing that hammer, and she was winning, and she loved America. Now look at her. All right, she's third place there. They play the national anthem, and she takes it as a personal insult. 
What kind of world is this? Kevin Durant, he's gotten swept away with Black Lives Matter. Have you seen his sneakers on occasion? Very outspoken about this totally non-athletic issue. And then, of course, there's uh, Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino, Rapino, the soccer player. Now she's a talk show host, and now she's an underwear model and all kinds of things. But I think she better decide. you got to decide what you want to be. Because I thought when it came to uh, the Olympics, it was total commitment to the sport, right? I'm a gay female athlete. I can't ever just be one thing. Duh, how about being a soccer player, huh? How about all your energy into playing soccer? I thought that's what the Olympics were all about. No, but she's got the underwear contract, and she's a talk show host, and uh, she can't stop talking about her sexuality, even though nobody really cares. It's up to her. It's no big deal anymore. Play soccer. Play soccer. How about Naomi Osaka? She wears these uh, provocative masks with... Names that take you to a place far away from tennis. You know who I actually blame for a lot of this? The Kardashians. The Kardashians. They're not athletes. They're not actresses. They're not musicians. Uh, I don't know really what it is they do, but they're rich and they're famous. They are influencers. And now everybody wants the same, it seems. Maximum exposure, maximum reward for minimal effort. Nobody wants to break a sweat anymore. But I think you have to if you want to win a medal. You just watch Newsmax. And it is true, ladies and gentlemen. It is true. Joe Heather, good afternoon. That's right. Four officers testified today, two from the Capitol Police and two from the D.C. Metropolitan Police. And like the politicians, the officers' emotions were on full display. I feel like I went to hell and back to protect them and the people in this room. We'll play you the quote-unquote insurrection. Here we go. We'll play you Adam Schiff. Let's play Adam Kinsger. Go from laughing to crying under 60 seconds of his hearing. Why, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Here we go. Only fuses. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and uh, thank you to my colleagues on the committee. Thank you to our witnesses. Uh, I never expected a day to be <clears throat> quite as emotional for me as it has been. Uh, I've talked to a number of you and gotten to know you. I think it's important to tell you right now, though. You guys may, like, individually feel a little broken. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with, and, you know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. You guys held you know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. We're defined by how we come back from bad, day, bad days. How we take accountability for that. And for all the overheated rhetoric surrounding this committee, our mission is very simple. It's to find the truth, and it's to ensure accountability. Like 
Fake cry. Fake cry. Lindsey Graham had a major announcement about his midterms. Here we go. Lindsey Graham. Give us a minute. All right, so Lindsey Graham, he says the following. Monday, that predicted 2022 midterms will be as big as boon to Republicans as the 1994 midterms were halfway through the first pres term then of then Bill Clinton giving GOP unified control over Congress for the first time in four decades. How about that? Sounds a bit crazy. Lindsey Graham sometimes time is fishy. Guys. Biden slanders on vaxxed Americans. Not as smart as I thought you were. Here is Biden. That's under consideration right now, but if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. How about that? Bring around Iowa second. That's not, that's not, um, that sounds very stupid, what he said. What he said was ridiculous. A House member, um, member, members, caught sickening, sickening, snickering, and laughing after fake crying during the January 6th hearing. We spoke about this. This guy. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And uh, thank you to my colleagues on the committee. Yeah. Thank you to our witnesses. Uh, Before he spoke about that, he faked laughed. He fake cried. All of them are fake laughing and fake crying. So Biden is administration is considering the mandating of federal employees to be vaccinated or face testing and other requirements. Ladies and gentlemen, it's in the hell of craziness. Marjorie Taylor Greene, federal lawsuit against Pelosi. Here we go. Marjorie Taylor Greene is filing a lawsuit against 
Pelosi, Jim Jordan, and Jim Banks will be part of this. It's great. And Pelosi. Will you be appointing more Republicans to the committee like Congressman Adam Kinzinger? That would be my plan. So when will that be announced? Perhaps uh, after I speak to uh, Adam Kinzinger. Will you be appointing more Republicans to the committee like Congressman? The committee to investigate the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol fell apart this week when House Speaker Nancy Pelosi rejected two of the Republicans were named to that panel, prompting House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to pull all of his GOP picks and threaten to launch his own investigation. Joining us now, Indiana Congressman Jim Banks, who was one of those. He would have been the top Republican on that panel. Congressman, welcome back to Fox News. Jim Banks. And Jim Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Greene was not part of it. How ridiculous. It's all about politics. Meanwhile, Capitol Police was allowed there to be talked. Was allowed to talk. Rhinos. And different stuff. Here we go. Jim Jordan had a lot to say. Here we go. Uh, why don't the Democrats want to get to the truth? Why don't they want to answer the little question which is why wasn't there a better security posture on that day? Let me just read from a news account from February of this year. Pelosi's office had previously impressed upon the Sergeant of Arms, Paul Irving, that the National Guard was to remain off Capitol grounds. Irving told House administration discussion centered around the, quote, optics. Why were the Democrats so concerned about the optics? Why were they so concerned about how it would look? Because what happened last summer, it's all driven by what happened last summer, where Democrats normalized anarchy, normalized political violence, raised bail money for the very rioters and looters who destroyed small businesses, attacked innocent civilians, and maybe most importantly, attacked police officers. When you spend a year talking about defunding the police and actually defund the police, it's kind of hard to have more police here on January 6th like they should have done. That's the fundamental question. That's why this thing has turned into such a political charade. The police officers who will testify today, and frankly all Capitol Hill police officers, deserve to have more help, help that day. But the Democrats couldn't do it because of the political position they had taken all throughout last year. That's the fundamental Yes, that was one of my questions, all right, that you heard about it from Jim Jordan himself. Next. Still have a lot to do. Long-time GOP senator dies after a tragic accident. 
Mike Enzi dies in a bike accident. Retired Wyoming um, Republican Mike Enzi has died at the age of 77 at a tragic bike accident. Enzi, who retired from the U.S. Senate back in, in January after serving 24 years in the U.S. Senate, died peacefully. Monday, surrounded by the family and friends, former spokesman Max DeFerino said this. And he died on Monday from injuries sustained on Friday in a bicycle accident near his home. And he has been, had been hospitalized with a broken neck and ribs for three days following his bicycle accident. Gl near guilty, he was stabilized before being flown to a hospital in Colorado, but remained unconscious, the Associated Press told us that. May his memory be well known. God bless him. So sad. All right, next. Trump has one question about the January 6th investigation. What, um, who killed? Ashley Babbitt. Well, Nancy released the thousands of hours of tapes so we can see extent to which Antifa and Black Lives Matter played role while revealing who killed Ashley Babbitt. He, um, he added a real through and through investigation, thorough investigation of this must be done. And what about all violence? Murders, riots, and fires that took place during the summer in the Democrat cities. So Nancy Pelosi will not be talking about it because it's ridiculous. So also, Jen Psaki will not be answering any questions about this. You know why? Because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All about ridiculousness. The John Hawkins study had a study, has a study on um, kids. Are, put, are studying are all but conclusive people pushing, being forced for COVID measures on kids fighting against silence. John Hawkins University is pushing for vaccinated Vaccination should be, should not be a requirement, ladies and gentlemen. It should be a a option. Well, a rhino hugged 
Ashton Babbitt, who hugged him, her. Trump was right. And the swamp goes far and wide. Unfortunately, the swamp creatures include many Republicans. Establishment Republicans said never and never Trumpers. Republicans said have been against MAGA agenda every step of the way. But now we have evidence that they literally celebrated when one of the President Trump supporters died from C-SPAN. This Sunday, C-SPAN premieres January 6th, Views from the House. Fourteen members of Congress shared stories of what they saw, heard, and experienced that day, including Oklahoma Republican Mark Wayne Mullen. He told us about his conversation with a police officer who fatally shot a woman in the Capitol. I guarantee you, I don't know for a fact, but I guarantee you he's never had to pull his weapon in a, in a manner like that before. Uh, he was the last person in the world that ever wanted to use force like that. Uh, and he wasn't wanting to do that. I, I, I know for a fact because after it happened, he came over and, and he was physically and emotionally distraught. And I actually gave him a hug. And I said, sir, you did what you had to do. And I mean that. Unfortunately, uh, the young lady uh, her family's life has changed, and it was an unfortunate situation that, that she lost her life and, and some people lost their loved ones. But the lieutenant's life has also changed, too, because if it's the first time you've ever had to use lethal force, that doesn't ever leave you. And it wasn't his choice. He didn't show up to work that day to have to do that. He didn't. He didn't. He was doing his job, but he got put in a situation where he had to do his job because there was members still in the balcony. And if you're going to present your weapon in a manner and give commands, and they still don't listen, and they still approach, you don't have a choice, because either you have to, at that point, discharge your weapon in a manner of, of, of self-defense, or that weapon's going to be taken away from you, it's going to be used on you, and it's going to put all of our lives in, chain, in danger, too. This week, you'll also hear from Democrat. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy lies. He lied about... The warnings, no warnings were given. He lied. What the heck next? What the heck has Biden been talking about? He said, my bots has been, been wiped. Did Joe Biden... Say my butt's been wiped. My butt's been wiped. My butt's been wiped. My butt's been wiped. Let's see the full clip. My butt's been wiped. Immigration. A pathway for citizenship. There needs to be a pathway for citizenship. Whether it can be an immigration remains to be seen. Ladies and gentlemen, he's weird. He's a weird guy. It's ridiculous. Next.
every single business. Up and down the Jersey Shore, tourism businesses are desperate for workers. Seasonal, year-round, part-time, full-time, restaurants, amusements, hotels, fishing boats. Tourism along the Jersey Shore is booming, but the hiring crisis is causing panic among business owners as they approach the busiest month of the season. Basically, every single business that directly or indirectly is involved in your vacation is understaffed and overworked. And the problem is only getting worse every day with students and teachers working summer jobs, preparing to return to sports teams and the classrooms beginning in August. Vice President of Human and Government Relations for Maurice Pierce in Wildwood says short towns are used to the struggle of staffing. Of course, because they don't want to come down and they just want to get paid by the government. Meanwhile... Send money and save with real estate. Walk us through the changes this morning. Hey, good morning. As of this morning, Victoria has become the only jurisdiction in the world to crush and suppress the Delta variant, not once but twice. As a result, lockdown number five is over and Victorians across the state are enjoying some pretty familiar freedoms. Tough restrictions, though, do remain in place. I can tell you the stay-at-home direction has been lifted, as well as the five-kilometre rule. Hospitality is open for 100 people, indoor gyms for 100 people, Retail has reopened and weddings and funerals can resume for 50 people at a time, uh, not including the main party. No dance floors at weddings, though. The important news, though, that parents want to hear is that school is back on. Children aged 12 and up, though, will have to wear a mask while they're back at the school. Now, there are a number of... Uh, Additional changes that I haven't mentioned, but also many things remaining the same, including mandatory masks indoors, no visits to the home, and no crowds at stadiums or major events. The Premier flagging that the current conditions will stay in place for at least the next two weeks, and that major restrictions may not be eased until the vaccination rate improves. Until it does, the major events industry wants the government to examine a vaccine passport for people who attend so that it can get back up and running as soon as possible. That sounds ridiculous, of course. Meanwhile, Governor Bateman in California. Meanwhile... All right, this is from USA Today. It says PayPal is collaborating with the Anti-Defamation League on research aimed at cutting off funding for extremist or hate groups. In a statement Monday, ADL said the research will explore how extremist or hate movements use financial platforms to fund their activities. Both that organization and PayPal say the results of their research will be shared within the financial industry, uh, also policymakers and law enforcement. The chief risk officer and executive vice president of risk and Pla platforms at PayPal said in a statement, by identifying partners across sectors with common goals and complementary resources, we can make an even greater impact than any of us would ever do on our own. As part of the initiative, PayPal and ADL, ADL will also form a coalition with civil rights organizations to protect marginalized communities from extremism. ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt said, we have a unique opportunity to further understand how hate spreads and develop key insights that will inform the efforts of the financial industry, law enforcement, and our communities in mitigating extremist threats. Um, so that's the story. Here's a, a, a relevant part of the ADL sta statement on this new initiative. It says, the initiative with PayPal will be led through ADL's Center on Extremism, a leading authority on extremism, terrorism, and hate. 
PayPal and ADL will focus on further uncovering and disrupting the financial pipelines that support extremist and hate movements. In addition to extremist and anti-government organizations, the initiative will focus on actors and networks spreading and profiting from all forms of hate and bigotry against any community. This is a financial institution teaming up with uh, Anti-Defamation League, which is really just a left-wing advocacy group, in order to target hate and extremism. Nothing to worry about there, right? Of course, there's a lot to worry about, and, and this was guaranteed. Now, we should have been worried about this. All right, now the our song of the day. Still prayed for you. <laughs> 